0: The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash KurtJMac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. That was kind of a auctioneer's intro there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> $25! Hundo! But yeah, welcome back to Farlands of Bust. My name is Kurt, and this is episode 596 of the series as we are walking west to the Farlands of Minecraft Beta 1.7.3. And this episode. Should be going up on a Thursday, July 14th, 2016. I just had the thought. We're at episode 596. At this rate, I mean, if I'm able to keep up the rate, no guarantees, but if I'm able to keep up the rate of trying to get back to three flobs a week, we'll, we'll, we'll reach episode 600. Six-hundo! <laughs> Sometime next week, perhaps next Saturday, but I can't guarantee that I won't miss an episode or two in between. They're still, still working, easing, easing back in from the hiatus of longer than it was planned on beingness of 2016. So that's exciting, that's interesting. I have nothing planned. Hopefully Minecraft gives me another golden apple or something. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, I appreciate the continued support, even through here, almost up to and including 600 episodes. It's craziness. I had no idea such a thing was possible or potential when I was starting this over five years ago. It's crazy. But yeah, another thing that's crazy is all the money that we've raised for charity, Child's Play charity specifically. At farlandsorbus.com, we are currently at thirty-five thousand one hundred twenty-four dollars, fifty-eight percent of the way to the sixty-thousand-dollar season six goal. Like I said, just go to farlandsorbus.com. Right there on the homepage is the Child's Play charity donation widget. You know what? There's so many sheep here. I feel like they're just they're they're begging me to take their wool. Might as well. Stock up. And get a little bit more. But yeah, farlandsabust.com. Donate to Child's Play Charity. Help us reach our goal. And then when we do reach our goal, I finally will press F3 and share how far we've we've walked since the previous goal was met. And then that will that will reveal how far we have to go. The farlands are at 12 million. Uh, 500 something 1820 blocks from spawn and at last count we were at 2.2 million <laughs> 2.2 million almost uh, a little bit over 18% of the way there that was over a year ago that was that was last may yeah that was last may may of 2015 when we last pressed F3 publicly here from from raising raising the funds through the fundraiser and having the flobathon so who knows where we're at who knows where we're at or where we will be only only you can prevent forest fire no only you can help us get to that goal for child's play charity first of all help get toys books games to kids in hospitals but then also get us towards that goal all right i think i've i have i have circumnavigated that enough times a news item here in the gaming world. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Look at this! Look at this! It's not a floating block of ice. God oh, careful, Wolfie! Yep, 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 Wolfie! Yep, there we go. Have some treats to get your health back up. Boop! I ate that, didn't I? It's just a. just a block. Just a block of ice. Lonely block of ice, lonely block of ice. You are so lonely. You're so lonely! <laughs> why, why won't you listen to me? I'm telling you right now you are lonely and you should remain lonely. Interesting. Oh. I don't know why that happened. Why did that happen? Oh! <laughs> I guess this was all water and then the cave kind of got generated into it. So normally this would have just been like flowing water into the cave here. But because uh, it's frozen, it is not flow. Frozen does not flow. No, no froze, no flow. But, uh, yeah, a news item in the gaming world This Pokémon game! (laughs) You young whippersnappers with your Pokémons! Pokémon Go! Am I even saying that wrong? It's it's Pokémon, isn't it? Pokémon? Pokémon? Pokémon! Uh, yeah, it's apparent... I don't know what it is. (laughs) I do not play it! I'm... I I often say that I missed the Pokémon craze because I'm too old. I was like born five years too soon. But then again, I know people that are my age who know everything about the Pokemon man men with <laughs> the Pokemon, and uh, so I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't part of those circles, or I wasn't cool enough, or I didn't have the right friends, or any friends to have known the first wave of the Pokemon craze. But the craze has returned this time in digital augmented reality form. From what I understand. It's a a video game on your phone, an app, that uses your camera, but also your GPS. And you gotta find the Pokemon in the real world, but you can only see them through your phone camera, augmented reality. It's not the first, like, I remember augmented reality being a very interesting and exciting thing. Like when, when smartphones first started to get cameras, it was pretty much immediately after that start to see things about augmented reality and you have all even if just like models on your desk you had to print out a special piece of paper that had like a QR code on it and then it would present whatever 3D graphic on top of the the specific coordinates of the QR code and stuff so yeah it's like an augmented reality thing and you go around and you catch po- pokemon <laughs> pokemon in uh in in real life, quote unquote. But then there's all this stuff you can put down. Lures and gyms. See, I don't even know what the Pokemon gyms are. Uh who's Jim? Who's Jim? Uh, but uh <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's strange. It's interesting. It seems like there's certainly positives to it. I mean there's already the scare stories uh, about how ooh these uh, criminals were were using the, the the app to lure people in to get mugged and robbed at gunpoint or whatever. So yeah, that those are always gonna be headline grabbers, but like the positive things is like suddenly there's all these people like Oh, we were going around looking for Pokemon or whatever and there's this park and we saw some rare Pokemon and then all of a sudden like 18 other people showed up. <laughs> we're like complete strangers But now you have all this thing in common at there's like little mini conventions going on uh, That's very n- interesting. And like museums are using it as like, since they're points of interest, they have interest. You know, come on into the museum and find your Pokemons. And uh, uh, I just a couple minutes ago saw through my Twitter feed that there's like a dog shelter uh, with with uh, homeless dogs, obviously. That are like, oh, come on in and uh, take, uh, you know, volunteer to take our, our, our dogs for a walk and then search for your, your Pokemon during your walk. Because apparently you, you can you earn different Pokemon based on uh, how far you walk or something like that. It's very confusing to me. I don't know anything about it. I'm not going to know anything about it. I'm not going to sign up for it. I'm sorry. But it is very interesting as an outsider to see and also to wonder how long the hype will maintain. They're doing like a very limited release. I think Australia had it, and then the United States has it. Uh, is Canada still waiting for it? Europe is still waiting for it? Japan is still waiting for it? Uh, so it seems that's probably intentional on their part in, in the release of it. So if, if you were to release it all at once, then the hype dies down all at once amongst everyone. So you, you stagger the populations Maybe I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it seems interesting. It's not the first app of its kind. There was apparently other kind of geocaching type apps, augmented reality type apps uh, that that do similar things. There was there were, there were games based on your distance traveled. There's that one by the the maker of uh, ooh, uh, the maker of uh, uh, Katamari that made a game. Called What was it called? Like Nobi Nobi boy or something like that? Where like, it depended on how far you... Ooh, this is interesting. How far you uh, you traveled. Whee! Oh, don't get buried alive! That was different. That was a different way to do things there, wasn't it? Interesting. <laughs> um... So yeah, certainly not the first of its kind, but I think probably because it is attached to the nostalgia of the Pokemon and uh, those sort of elements that that's the reason for this one's success. But yeah, I'm interested in knowing how long the hype and interest will last. A couple weeks, couple months, a couple years? Is this the next uh, kind of Angry Birds or uh, you know, any other just random fad? That you can think of is it? Is this the new uh, uh, what was that one Facebook farm game that everybody was into for like three months? Um, You know, just these these little uh, gaming fads. Whoops, I need those yoink that that pop up. But uh, it seems interesting. Seems interesting. But I'm I'm personally going to sit out uh, just because I don't have any emotional or historical connection or knowledge of the Pokemon universe um i am i am i am uh, opting out i opt out i'm also opting out of staying awake and going to sleep to see you in the morning and A pokemon pokemon <laughs> that's a, that's a different thing entirely Kurt not safe for work um whoa hello creeper let's go this way yeah, so that was interesting. That's just something that's been that's been going on. I do have uh, questions here from donors to Child's Play Charity, which I think we can get to. The first one from Stelios Stelios from Australia. How long do you think it will be before humans are able to sustain a society and live in space? Well, we're still working on the whole sustaining a society here on Earth. You know, we've only been working on it for, you know, <laughs> a couple of uh, 20,000 years or so. So, um, yeah, that's a. I think I, don't, I think maybe you just framed the question improperly. When you say sustain a society, I don't think that's a requirement. I think you mean like a colony, like a like a settlement. Uh, society is more of the cultural, political uh, groupings of people that, uh, you know, exist regardless of the fact of where they're at, uh, if that makes any sense. But like a settlement to live in space. Well, technically, technically, there are already humans living in space. Only at about six per time on the International Space Station, but they're up there for five or six months or a year in this past uh, couple missions. Uh, they sustain up there and live and do work and science and all that stuff. But I think you're probably asking about like colonization and you just have to wonder like what degree of colonization. Yeah, we could colonize the moon, like, have a permanent presence, but we'd still have to come back and forth. You might be asking, like, oh, how how long until people can go to another planet, or even go to, like, a, a built space station, and an orbiting habitation module, and not need to come back to Earth, like, be fully... maybe not self-sustaining, I could still see needing supplies from Earth, but but at least not needing to return to Earth. Uh, as a requirement to that, to to be able to say, yes, now this place, Mars, whatever, uh, is my home. And I don't have an answer for you because we, 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 as people, just need to get to these places first. We need to get back to the moon to begin with. And I personally am of the belief that that is a good stepping stone, a platform to learn how to sustain a, a, a colony in an extraterrestrial fashion before we do then the same thing going on to Mars of course talking if you talk to, uh, like I talk to every day on my way to work, uh, Elon Musk uh, He has plans to land humans on Mars within a decade, practically speaking Or or perhaps not practically speaking, but optimistically speaking Is this a spawner? This is probably a spawner. Let's, let's investigate So Yeah, but I I think the way you frame the question... uh, You know, are you asking like, oh, how long until we... reach the Star Trek levels? Oh, this is not a spawner at all. Well, shut my mouth wide open. I was incorrect. So yeah, I don't know. That that, that side of it, or having a permanent... like people going to Mars and then staying there and, and... Perhaps reproducing there and then having like the first generation of Martians, people born and, and living on Mars. That is centuries away, in in, in my most optimistic uh, predictions, I would think. Uh, that That's not something that can easily be done with our current... Well, I mean, it could easily be done with our current uh, maybe not easily, but it could be done with our current technology and 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 even the resources we have. We just are choosing to put our resources and money and efforts and concerns uh, elsewhere to places that perhaps aren't as productive for society, quote unquote. But uh, yeah, that uh, that's a tough question. That is that is a tough question to answer. Uh, I've I I don't even know, is that, you know, there's even a question, is that necessary? Uh, Yeah, we can uh, go visit these places and do science at these places and learn about the solar system and the universe and our um, our place in it, but what is the value to say living permanently on Mars? Uh, Or is it even feasible? You know, we can't, it's not not Earth 2.0, it is not it is not at all. Uh, it's not conductive, conducive. Excuse me, conductive. It's, it's electric. Uh, it's like a copper wire. It's not conducive to being, you know, a replacement for Earth or whatever. So, like, like Carl Sagan says, Earth uh, is where we make our stand. There's nobody, nowhere to go, and there's nobody near us to save us. So this 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 blue this blue planet is is what we've got to work with, uh, but yeah, it doesn't stop us from exploring and everything like that. But yeah, so yeah, there yeah, did that answer your question? I think uh, yeah. But anyway, thank you very much all the way from Australia for your donation to Child's Play Charity and your question. Caveman with a K asks. What are some of your trusted websites for news, entertainment, and other articles of interest? Uh, I don't know that I ever just blindly 100% trust any, any website or any source for news or, or, or anything like that. Um, but I subscribe to a lot of blog RSS feeds and stuff. One of my one of the oldest ones I've been following. Uh, and one of my favorite, ooh, has been Boing Boing, Boing Boing.net. Very, very. As as long as the internet has been around, uh, Boing Boing seems like it's been around. And before that, it was a, a, a just a a, a zine. Uh, in the physical realm, a, a, an actual zine, an independently published web not no well, then it turned into a webzine, but you, you know what i mean um so yeah i mean that's somewhere that i've i've followed for a long time uh just on a it, it it's like a variety blog but uh it you know focuses on various news stories and issues and technology and, and techno- technology law and, and and all that stuff and all the all the people and founders and writers there i've i've been pretty much following for quite a while i've I've, I've met, I went to, uh, Corey Doctorow is, is also a writer, and he had a new book. I went to the bookstore and, and met him and got his autograph on the book and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, Boing Boing is is a pretty good, overall, you know, they even are, are just as excited about space stuff and, and space flight news and stuff like that that they post in astronomy, and, you know, so it's, it, it is really uh, an overall a good, it, it covers most, most of the bases, and they even have, uh, Offworld is their kind of uh, gaming, indie gaming offshoot uh, that came out of Boing Boing, and uh, so yeah. I'll, I mean, if I had to choose one, I would choose Boing Boing probably. Um, but uh, you know, otherwise, I don't. I, I really haven't consolidated or anything like that down to one thing or another. I'll you know to see the the popular headlines or whatever. I'll go to Google News or whatever to see there amalgamated the collection of of stuff in case I I miss anything or just but I only maybe check that twice a week you know I don't I don't go there regularly oh what's what's the new top headline what you know I'm not and I don't watch network news or television news or even local news on TV it's just not not something of interest to me Um, Twitter is obviously somewhere where you can keep up on news if you're if you know how to filter it. If you if you've been there long enough and know how to properly filter, uh, and uh, like I said, the trust factor, uh, fact check things. You know, especially with uh, you know breaking events, you'll you'll often hear about things on, on Twitter before you see them anywhere for a couple hours, even with the the major quote unquote news sites and stuff. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place, indeed. Like you, caveman, for that question, eh? Let's see here. Let's try to. Uh, I guess we'll stay on land here a little bit. Woof! Well, Wolfie agrees. Let's head. Let's. Let's see. Before the sun sets, let's try to make it to that little mound. Set up the elevated hidey hole. And then work into the next day, the next day, the next day, the very next day, previously on Farlands Lands of Bust. Do you imagine if I did that? <laughs> that wouldn't even, like, there would be no uh, point to that previously on Farlands Lands of Bust. We walked three days. Oops, oh, yeah, whatever, there we go. Boop, and oops, no, no, the bed, please, thank you. Yeah, let's go to sleep, and continue in the morning! And... Oh, boing boingness! It was a real thrill, I might say. There, there's the jokes about oh, the Far Lines of Bus Press Tour or whatever, but it was a real thrill after I did the interview with the New Yorker and had that article published on the New Yorker and other places like Polygon and Futaku and uh, all these other websites picked up on it. Oh, this guy walking to the farlands or whatever. When it was when it was posted on Boing Boing, that was actually the exciting part for me because I, like I said, I've been following that since since I've been regularly online since 2001, 2002 or something like that. I don't, I don't know when exactly they started. Uh, might have even been the late 90s, but when I when I distinctly remember starting to follow feeds and blogs and uh, just internet stuff Boing Boing has been a pretty pretty steady indicator and through them I find out a lot of, about a lot of different things uh, Not Minecraft, however. Minecraft, well, I'm sure maybe through Boing Boing I found out about Penny Arcade. It's possible. I don't know the the lineage there and then uh, Subscribed to the Penny Arcade comic, and then that's how I first learned about Minecraft. Was the comic about Minecraft, and I'm like, oh, I should look up this stuff. And then I saw, uh, went to YouTube and saw videos on YouTube, and then and then the rest was history. So yeah, that was that was that was a thrill, I'd say. If if you're wondering about how that sort of stuff works in my brain, my brain places. Speaking of brain places. Mitchell asks what is your viewpoint on the famous Meyer-briggs personality test system uh, I think I've mentioned this before I, I I look at it in in kind of the same category as horoscopes a little bit it's got a little bit more uh, Science—not—not even—I say science very loosely, because the psychiatric community, scientific community as a whole, pretty much rejects the uh, the Meigs, Myers-Briggs, whatever the heck, tests uh, as like a, a, a you know the 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 scientific thing that it kind of advertises itself as. Um, but you know, obviously, it's not it's not as deliberately hokum as as uh, astrology and uh, star signs are horoscopes. So it's it's interesting and it's it's perhaps fun. I suppose I recently did one at a certain website because a bunch of people on Twitter again, just a bunch of friends and stuff, I saw posting them. Oh, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. So I went. I'm like, all right, I'll just do this. You know, I, I don't take it as seriously, so perhaps my results aren't as uh, accurate. But uh, it, it, if you, you know, it, if you go through the questions, they're very generalized. They're very leading as well. Uh, they'll ask the same questions over and over and over again in different in different ways. Um, and you know, they definitely, if you say, "Oh, I'm a shy person," you'll instinctually answer the questions as a shy person or whatever. So it's kind of, yeah, I don't, you can't, and and I don't think anybody I know does, but I'm sure some people do take it as like, this is what science says I am and who I am and how I should be and, and it's going to affect my life, you know. You can't do that at all. It is way too generalized. It is way too, you know, pe- INFJ or INFT or uh, whatever, the human the human brain, your human brain can't be just labeled based on four integers or you know four data points. Uh, so I don't think you should restrict yourself to that. Sure, it's an interesting way to see how you compare to your friends or, or have just like kind of a basic idea of of personality leanings or whatever. But yeah, I don't I don't put too much weight into it and I don't at all put any sort of scientific validity on it at all other than that it's like, oh, it's a fun little uh, personality test or uh, aptitude t- test or, or social aptitude test. It's just kind of uh, almost... I need some uh, some wooden planks here. Almost, almost a, a game, almost, I suppose. Which is uh, kind of fitting how it, it does tend to be those type of people who are kind of more adept with gaming and more adept with, with technology and, and data and stuff that tend to put, you know, that know about that and tend to put a little bit more effort into into their MIGS Briars stuff or whatever. But yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't, you know, it's not something I'm gonna put on my uh, Twitter profile. It doesn't define me and I don't think it should define you or whatever, uh, so... So yeah, and also like, I I I I think isn't like the the term Migs Migs Briars Briars Migs whatever they're called. It's very confusing. They're like a for-profit like company who wants to like sell you their tests and results and licensing. It's almost like Bikram Yoga. Yeah, Yoga itself is great, and and even the the Bikram Yoga uh, has has its place and and is a valid thing but the Bikram name itself and, and the sleazy dude behind it is all just profit-profit-profit-licensing-licensing-licensing licensing, licensing, and uh, and now he's in uh, financial, not financial, but legal trouble uh, both with the running of the business and also his own personal debaggery as a human being and a piece of filth <laughs> that uh, uh, hopefully he gets his come up and so yeah it's kind of it's not maybe not as bad as that i'm going a little bit of extreme there but uh you got to keep that sort of stuff in mind i do i do i do declare i do declare i am getting the vipers <laughs> uh whoop, wrong way let's not go this way wrong way as if there was like a route laid out recalculating recalculating your path to the far lands interesting this is a neat little a couple ooh <laughs> so we have we've had a couple cool canyons here in the last couple episodes yikes there's a lot of there's a lot of depth here a lot of varying ooh an arch an archway okay. the, the devil's bridge devil's canyon that is actually a thing in uh, Arizona here in Sedona it's it's a natural bridge called the devil's bridge to hike up to and walk across and Dangle your legs over like I did, which was very frightening, and I don't know that I'll do again because it's. I'm like, hmm. If this rock broke, that'd be bad. <laughs> that'd be very bad. Wow, this is pretty neat. Uh, quickly, I don't know that. I already took some pictures. I bet you, even though I'm taking these pictures, I bet you that the uh, the lonely block of ice is is gonna make that thumbnail. <laughs> oh man. Ah, let's see. Well, the sun looks like it's setting, but only because it's touching the tops of these very large Cliffs. Watch where you're going there, Kurt. Oh, this one's got a nice waterfall in it as well. Neat! Ah, I really wish it would have connected with this body of water. I shall make nature do the things I desire it to. Yes! Become one with each other. Well now I want to like make it actual I'm terraforming, even though we're gonna leave this place and never come back. See, Wolfie even agrees with my terraforming. Yeah! There we go. Neat. See, that's that's the way nature should work. I I will say and declare that the the Mindcrack Crack Pack, which is the new mod pack that the Mindcrack is playing. I suggested and requested the Erosion, eroding the Erosion mod, but was quickly vetoed because of fear that it would destroy the landscape. That's the point! (laughs) That's how geology and life and and water works. Water (sighs) works. If it had the Erosion mod, I'd be playing, but no! Oh, I'm really throwing them under the bus. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Home for Summer, this was the question, was asking, do you collect anything? Uh, I I think I've answered this before. No, I don't. I don't really collect when you're looking at like a collection of things. Certainly now. In the past, I had a bunch of like, you know, do kids and toys, does that classify as a collection? No, it's just you you get a, a set of toys and you just continue to get that same grouping of toys So does that classify? No, I did, I had, ooh, hello, I was and did collect the uh, die-cast model cars Uh, I was stuck on the 1 18th scale, which is pretty dang large But yeah, I would collect a bunch of those and then uh, display them. Ooh, yes, yes, see look at, oh! (laughs) I'm so sad now. You must continue. This is the, uh, the waterworks episode. Neat! Take that! Whoever's living down in that dungeon, take it! I think we're going to have to uh, make our end of the episode hidey-hole here and in, in the shadow of our uh, man-made waterfall here. Let's actually I'm a little bit concerned about what caves. Exactly. <laughs> what caves are beneath us? Um, how about. Alright, well, Wolfie's already going down here. Yep, that's where we're going. How about we dig into the side of here? Oh. Hey, you. No, you. Come back. See, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't actively collect anything right now. Other than debt, no. <laughs> uh, you know you're an adult one. Uh, the uh, yeah, I mean I collected diecast cars. Uh, I was uh, even before then collecting and building a bunch of plastic airplane models. Uh, Ravel or you know whatever that main company was that did model airplanes. Not like ones that fly, but just the ones you paint and glue together or whatever. Uh, and then display to collect dust. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, not not actively right now. I do not collect things. I do not collect Pokémons uh, augmented reality-wise or reality-wise. Uh, so yeah, I'm not really I'm not much of a collector anymore of things. It's kind of come out of my desire to avoid clutter and stuff that just clutters, you know, and and clutters the mind and the soul and the bedroom and the office. There you go. Uh, (laughs) I didn't know what to do with that single iron ingot, so now it's blocking my way out. Um, So yeah, thank you very much, uh, Home for Summer, for that question. Yeah, I don't think uh, anything not even like virtually i don't collect things or um in games i'm not like a completionist or anything like that it's uh yeah i'd collected a little some rocks before some geology and stuff so rock collecting was kind of a thing i did for a little bit but no I'm not really collecting things anymore I am, however, looking forward to collecting more funds, raising more funds over at Farlandsabus.com for Child's Play Charity. Hey, check out that smooth transition. Farlandsabus.com, keep donating, keep asking questions, and I will keep walking to the Farlands. Thank you so much for watching episode 596 here. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. <laughs> Ja, Mann!